here's a hot news flash. Jacob Stones is the best defensive catcher in all of Major League Baseball. And no, we didn't need anybody else to validate that. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins right where you found this. The Rawlings Gold Glove for catcher in the National League went to the only player who could have conceivably won it. That being Stallings ahead of Yadi Molina and whoever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Stallings had 21 defensive runs saved over the course of the year. There's a lot that goes into that metric. But all you need to know is that only one other player at one other position in either league had as many, and it was Houston shortstop Carlos Correa, who's now, of course, a zillion-dollar free agent. He also had 21. No one else had that. No other catcher came within eight of that figure. That's how imbalanced this was. Stallings had the number one rating in pitch framing, which was his calling card as he began to establish himself as a starter. But gradually he just kept adding and adding and adding through tireless work. And he became excellent at pitch blocking. My goodness, I can't say enough about the pitch blocking because, you know, all these official announcements and so forth aren't going to share with you what I'm about to, but he caught a terrible pitching staff, okay? He caught guys who couldn't throw strikes to save their lives. Not all of them. I'm talking about a lot of them. He also caught, like, what, 84 different pitchers over the course of the year? I don't remember the exact number, but it was a franchise record. He didn't know any of these guys. He didn't know half of them. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. They gained his trust. They threw pitches, in, in some of them purpose pitches, in the dirt to try to get a swing, and they would do it with a guy on third base in the game on the line. Didn't matter. Didn't matter because they knew they had a catcher who was just going to block everything. And the stat that jumps out more than any other is the furthest thing in the world from an advanced metric. It's past balls. And this guy had zero in 104 games, 103 of those being starts. Zero. He and whoever his backup happened to be combined for the longest streak without a passed ball in the history of the sport. There's no surprise here. There's no, wow, can't believe this happened. Uh, can't believe they paid attention to anyone from the Pirates. He left them no choice. There were a couple other Pirates up for gold gloves. 
Brian Reynolds lost out to Harrison Bader from the Cardinals, who I swear, by the way, won his gold glove solely on the virtues of his many performances at PNC Park this past year. He was unbelievable. Kevin Newman lost out at shortstop to Brandon Crawford, who had an outstanding year for the 107-win Giants. I'm not going to get into complaints on either of those fronts. Uh, It's a, a credit to those players that they become finalists. It's a credit to Kebrian Hayes that he won the Fielding Bible Award. Uh, and the only reason he wasn't eligible for the gold glove is he didn't have enough innings because of the wrist injury that cost him roughly half the season. Even then, I'm not sure he would have beaten out Nolan Arenado at third base. And it's a credit overall to Derek Shelton, his coaching staff, and the instructional people that the Pirates theoretically could have had half of the National League Gold Glove team, at least if you're exempting pitchers. That's something. It really is. One way to begin establishing respect for your team, and again, I'm not talking about outside respect or even necessarily inside the industry. I'm talking about within your own team building up your own brand to your own people is to excel fundamentally. All anyone's going to remember about the Pirates' fundamentals in 2021 was Will Craig running toward home plate or Kip Ryan missing first base when he went around on that home run and lost it. You know, that's how it goes. That's how it goes when you lose 101 games. But the facts, the data, and now an award support that this team overall has gotten a lot better in this critical area that ideally can become systematic and be passed along to prospects as they work their way up the system, that it's not just about individuals. It's not just about Stallings and the incredible work this individual puts in that has to be seen to believed, but especially, especially in spring training. This is a self-made gold glover in every way. And he was predictably and understandably really proud upon hearing this news last night. Uh, you know, you look at the just, I mean, you could just stay in the National League and look at all the catchers from Buster to Yachty to JT. I mean, the list kind of goes on and on. Um, and, you know, to win an award like this, um, I wasn't going to let myself look at the list of winners until I found out that I won. And, and so I looked at it and, um, I mean, just to be on the list with Matheny and Yachty and Johnny Bench and so many others, it's it's really cool. Um, something that, you know, I don't know that it's totally sunk in, um, but um, it's it's very cool and, um, you know, obviously a dream come true. And I didn't even get into the way he handles pitching staffs, which is funny because anyone who's around him will attest 
he spends most of his time on that and not nearly as much on his own defense or his own hitting, which also, by the way, got a lot better this year, and not just in dramatic clutch situations, although it probably seemed like that. This is a terrific baseball player. He's going to be 32 years old entering the 2022 season. That would theoretically not make you part of any sort of big-time, long-term build. But I have maintained, and I will continue to maintain, that Stallings should be a part of it. The Pirates already retain his rights for the next three years. So you can get out of your head any idea, oh, they should extend him, they should do this, they should do that, they should show that they, whatever. They've got him for three more years until he's age 35. This player can be part of that wave because when you're bringing these pitchers up through the system and you get them to Pittsburgh, you can derail their entire process by giving them catchers who can't catch, catchers who can't call games. Stallings can do all of that. Stallings is the son of an NCAA Division I coach. Kevin Stallings, who was here at Pitt for a while, did not have a great stay in Pittsburgh, to say the least, but the, but the genetics are meaningful in this sense. Stallings is a teacher. He's constantly teaching people. His best pupil, something for which he deserves as much or more credit than anybody associated with the Pirates over the past year, his best pupil was himself. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. That's brought to you on this program always by the good people at North Shore Tavern, a proud, independent Pittsburgh business owned by Mike Sukic. And I point this out because there is a difference. There is a difference between the chains and taking care of those who are right here in our community. Mike built Mike's Beer Bar right there on Federal Street across from PNC Park. And right next to it, he added North Shore Tavern. These are excellent, proud businesses, both of them, with an outstanding menu. You hear bar and tavern and you don't think of great food. Trust me, give them a chance and they will prove that concept incorrect. North Shore Tavern is home of Steak on a Stone. It's home to some of the city's prettiest Pirates memorabilia. That's actually the word that I wanted to use there. The place is beautiful, the way it's decorated with stuff from front to back. Check out North Shore Tavern, and when you go there, be sure to tell them that we sent you there from DKPS. Our J1Q comes from Eric Cup, who asks, So with the assumption that the other infield regulars will be Colin Moran, Kevin Newman, 
and Cabrian Hayes. What does second base look like? Michael Chavis in Hoy Park keeping it warm for Tucupita Marcano, a free agent. Well, Eric, I'm not so sure that it's either of those solutions. I mean, it, Chavis could hit his way into a starting job if he were to go completely loco in Bradenton. I, I don't know that that's forthcoming. With Chavis being able to play multiple positions and with the fact that it's taken him as long as it has to get to the majors, there'd be some doubt, I would imagine, no matter what he does in grapefruit ball before anointing him starter. I could see him being more in a utility-slash-super-utility type of role. Park, he has to somehow prove that he's not 4A, and that won't be easy because he was outstanding in AAA. He got the call to Pittsburgh after being acquired from the Yankees and started off really well, and then... Not much at all. So whatever it was that vexed him down the stretch has to be solved before you can be thinking about him starting. Here's what you didn't mention. You didn't mention Cole Tucker, who would probably be retained after the finish that he had. I don't care if that sounds superficial. You know, emotion is part of decision-making, and it should be. I think they're going to find a way to keep Tucker, and I also think that you're going to see very real thought given to O'Neill Cruz staying at shortstop. I'm not in favor of it, but I'm also not opposed to it. I know that sounds excessively wishy-washy, but I think that Cruz could be given the right to prove that he should stay at short because he would be so valuable in the sense of being that level of a bat at that position where you're not expecting to get that much offense. That's a heck of a luxury for a team to have. But he's got to show that he can play the position, and almost as important, but not quite, you got to get offense from your corner outfield spots. So let's say Cruz stays at short. Kevin Newman can go to second, you know, or Newman can duke it out with, Chavis or Park or whoever else, Newman is, as we saw this year, and I think all of baseball got to appreciate, an outstanding, reliable defensive shortstop. Not the world's greatest range, but better than the range that he used to have. He still has to be able to hit. He has to hit to stay on the field. He can't have another 2021. So there are, there are a lot of options. I, I think it's fluid not just at second base, but also at short. You know, you could even make an argument that first base is somewhat fluid. You know, what if Yoshi Tsutsugo does come back? I, I'm just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. It, it's not automatic. Uh, the only automatic in the infield is, is Hayes. I mean, unless you want to count catcher, that guy's pretty good too. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. Let's do it again tomorrow.